Ain't tell me about you, Shewa. Le 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 le. Shewa. Ain't tell me you, Lona. Hi, welcome to the Mo Chunk Show, and welcome to welcome to the first episode of the Mo Chunk Show for 2021. Now, today's episode is going to be a long one. We do have a lot to catch up on. I actually wanted to upload what's trending on Tuesday, but I didn't get a chance to. So I'm going to decide, depending on how fast I can edit, I might just put what's trending and chit chat with me together, and then do my life update after. So I've got like two topics that I kind of want to talk about this week. Um, before we go into the next into the swing of things really because you guys can probably see like things look different right um i'm going to fill you guys in on why that is and you know plans for the year etc 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 are you ready let's go without further ado let's get straight into what's trending before we go on, my show drip, I'm wearing a top from Pretty Little Thing um, and I just fluffed off my afro um, for the day. It's actually in need of a wash, but I decided to just, I like to wear my hair out like just before I, um, just before I wash it. In terms of celebrity news, Lori Harvey, the goat, <laughs> is dating um, Michael B. Jordan from Black Panther. You know, Black Panther's arch enemy, his cousin, that didn't want to let the championship go. Um, so apparently he's bagged one of the prettiest girls in Hollywood and he's dating Lori Harvey. Now, Lori Harvey's had an interesting track record because she's dated the likes of, she dated Trey Songs, she dated Future. There's a lot of discussion around their relationship because he's a lot older than her. But apparently that relationship did not work out and now she's bagged Michael B. Jordan. And of course, every time that Lori Harvey posts like a picture of somebody that she's dating, um, the world kind of takes it upon themselves to do a lot of like things pieces around this young lady's dating life. I think we all forget sometimes that she is. I wonder if my knee is in this thing. I don't want my knee to be in this because I haven't waxed my legs. <laughs> she's only 24 and I feel like she's dating how every 20 year old should date but then I think every time that she posts someone everyone decides okay let's remind remind ourselves of the fact that she's a young girl and you know you should move on when you're not being treated right um you know I, I think there's nothing wrong with taking lessons from celebrities but it it's kind of like she's in her 20s a lot of people are speaking for her when she hasn't really ever spoken on the internet the most we've heard of her voice is when she actually did this video with Michael B Jordan and it looks like they were like in the no, just playing around. Although this video actually gave me movie vibes. I'm not sure whether 
they're actually together or it's for a movie because I don't know what do you guys think because everyone's kind of ran with it and like there's like chemistry and stuff but I don't know could it be a movie because they had like people around them like was that the crew or um I don't know what do you guys think of that you guys let me know what you think in the comment section down below and also do you feel like Laurie's track record is something to be praised or actually something that we should not praise um i think in terms of her ability to move on i definitely stand um i don't know how many guys did you date in your 20s but anyway you guys let me know what you think i really hope i'm in focus i'm shooting by myself and if it's not what's it on on here but i hope you are seeing me in shining glory right now Oh, okay, also to add as well, Jasmine Sullivan released Hotels and I thought this was such an amazing album. I wrote about it on www.mochunks.com and started writing some articles this year again um, and I really, really love the album. It's a new body of work from Jasmine um, talking about women, their love, their heartbreak, their relationships, their betrayals um, and yeah, I really, really love it. Let me know what you guys think of that album as well. That was just a quick aside and also guys it's a raise amazing series insecure on hbo comes to an end the next season season five is going to be the final season and that's quite like well i've never actually watched it on hbo funny enough but i do remember always watching it when she had it on youtube and yeah it's a raise someone that really inspires me apart from the fact that she's a fabulous natural gal um she's brilliant like starting from the bottom literally and creating something of her own and creating her own lane in the media industry and in the film industry she's really dope and i really love her Are you guys sad about insecure coming to an end um or do you feel like it's run its course um you guys let me know what you think in the comment section down below in terms of celebrity news basically clubhouse has been on fire for the last like two days or so especially yesterday today's thursday yesterday was wednesday now um there's a personality an online personality by the name of sideman well he used to be on the bbc i believe it was before he boycotted them um as a result of something that happened in 2020 a racial issue i cannot remember the details um so i don't want to give you guys the wrong information but i do believe it was a racial issue and he left um and he's been growing on instagram well, I've noticed his work a lot more on Instagram since then. And he does a lot of like just think pieces surrounding um, life issues. So social commentary, quite similar to myself. He does a lot of it on Instagram. Recently made his way to Clubhouse with um, Sideman sit downs, he calls them. And um, recently he's just been getting grilled um, for allegedly you know what people are labeling him with being a phony when it comes to advocating for black women and their issues so um he is somebody that talks about you know issues surrounding you know the black um the black community black women and it seems like some people are seeing through it quote unquote on um and experiencing something different in a sense of they think he's a fraud and it's kind of like damned if you do damned if you don't with sidemen right now and i'm not sure because i don't actually spend too much time on clubhouse i know a lot of people really love the app and i do too but i get fatigued very quickly by clubhouse and i can't stay on there for too long um i might go on there like maybe once a week barely even that maybe there's a really interesting topic going on or i'm hosting a room oh my goodness i hosted a room yesterday um, and that was really fun. We spoke about finding your niche. It's just sad that you can't replay the recordings, but if once in a blue moon I do decide to host a room, do follow me on there, Mochunks as well. Um, 
But yeah, barely spend my time on Clubhouse because I, I get fatigued easily. Even when I'm having fun, my social battery runs out very quickly. So it's not just the topics, it's just who I am personally. But these conversations and, you know, a lot of trauma conversations, especially in pertinence to black women, they've been um, having them on Clubhouse recently and people have literally been sitting there all day. And the sideman room was going on for the entire day, like I kid you not, until like midnight. I don't know if it continued until after, after midnight because I was asleep, y'all. But yeah, before midnight, it was still going on. Apparently there were several different rooms all talking about the same issue. He's a phony, he's a phony, he's a phony. I think it's really sad um, just seeing things kind of kind of take this turn for Sidemen um, because I do think, you know, it is genuine. He does care about the plight of, you know, his people. Hence why he left a whole BBC. Now, I haven't actually been in the room so I cannot vouch or speak against him but I can say what the verdict currently is is that they feel like he's a phony have you been tuning into, the, into these rooms what is it about the way he's been on clubhouse um, that he's not been received well why do people consider him a phony um, you guys let me know in the comment section down below apparently he threw a leaving party um, his leaving is clubhouse leaving party and then he didn't leave <laughs> Um, so yeah, you guys let me know what you think about that whole situation. I do think social media is a very tricky one. Um, once you're placed on a pedestal, people expect you to be perfect and they create an image of you that you you haven't necessarily perpetuated yourself. Sometimes people create an image in your, in their heads of this perfect being. And the minute you step out of that mold of what they've created for you, um, you are now their biggest enemy. I think that is what I don't really like about um, social media. Of course, you know, hold people to account when they make um, mistakes and people should hold themselves accountable as well. Um, but this whole turning on thing, anyway, you guys let me know um, what you think about this topic. In terms of world news, um, the free school meals saga, where basically a lot of parents came online and exposed the government for what they're doing in terms of the pathetic um, food parcels that they've been sending them that were meant to be worth £30. Um, but once calculated in terms of Aldi, Tesco, um, all these um, food shops that we know and love, the, the parcels add up to about £5, £7 in some cases, um, if you went to like more of the higher-end stores. Um, so a lot of parents basically came and shared this like horror with us, like what's kind of happening. They, they, they gave us this in, instead of the £30 vouchers. Um, and once this kind of took heat on social media, obviously um, Marcus Rashford came and spoke about it and, you know, trying to hold the government to account. Government was blaming... Um, Head of Education. Head of Education was blaming um, Chartwell, that's the company that was um, given this contract to send out these food parcels to these families that qualify for the free school meals. Chartwell was also um, absorbing themselves of accountability that, that, oh, surely we have a quality of um, food that we give to our, serve, our clients. This must be a mistake. It can't be a mistake one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Um, surely there's some truth to the fact that, you know, someone, somewhere, either there was no budget af afforded to this program or someone, somewhere is pocketing the money. Um, but right now, no one's, you know, come out and said this was our fault. 
Um, however, they have now switched the parcels to the £30 vouchers, which I believe is a win because I think families know, know their children's preferences, they know their their taste. Um, so, for example, they can also go to somewhere like Lidl and get so much rather than being limited by what they decided they should be given. Um, you guys let me know in the comment section down below what you think of that. Um, but also in terms of world news, basically Trump has been impeached for the second time. And um, this time around, let me just read it so I don't get it wrong. It is for corrupt and disgraced presidency with the actual term for what he's been charged against being incitement of insurrection. So you guys probably saw what happened at the US Capitol um, where basically Trump um, supporters stormed the place and literally raided it as a result of, you know, a fight against the democratic rights of Americans to, to vote bidden into power. Um, and they weren't happy about that. And it's like, what a way to see Trump go. Um, I remember, you know, when he was elected as president, many people were saying, you know, he was God's chosen um, because he sometimes lifts the Bible up and quotes some scriptures. And it's like, you know, there's lots of wolves in sheep's clothing and I believe he was one of them. I don't think for one second he was, no. I think he was just using what he needed to use to get the church's vote and it worked for him. Somehow he got in power. I think even I, at a point, was like, um, I was swayed by that message, uh, messaging in the church. Um, but then I, the more I looked into some of the things he says, things and does, um, I realised I know this man is, is not a man of God. Um, and yeah, oh how the mighty have fallen, because what a way to leave um, the presidential um, title. A lot of people were commenting on Nancy Pelosi's um, messaging through her clothing. So she wore the same dress she wore to the first impeachment, but this time she had on a mask. One thing that's important to note as well is that he's actually technically an ex-president, so it's really a weird one. First, he's making history by being the first ex-president to be impeached. And he's also making history by being the first president to be impeached twice in one term. This time round as well, when they do take um, the impeachment to Senate trial, the House would be filled more with um, Democrats than Republicans. So last time it was Republicans and that's why he still stayed in office. So this time round, it might be different, but it's unique because he's already out of office. So it's a bit of an interesting one. You guys let me know what you think. Um, you know, of Trump's, um, Trump's fall, I would like to call it. Um, Twitter removed his account, Facebook removed his account, Snapchat, he just not, it's just not his time right now. Um, you guys let me know what you think in the comment section down below. In terms of social trend, basically on social media, the Boss It Challenge has been popping as well as the booties. This song literally blew on TikTok and it came to Twitter and a lot of people have been like basically putting on their best dress, you know, start of lockdown again. Quite similar to the Don't Rush challenge, but this time it's about, it's more about bringing out your sexy and not just necessarily your beautiful. So as the transition goes, you know, you're looking like your normal self and then you just morph into this, you know, and I'm like, I'm looking at it like, wow, black women are so beautiful. Because it's like, in our normal states, from what I'm seeing, they're fine. And you're very fine. And then you just uh, morph into this being. Like, when the makeup, the hair, the outfit is done. And I'm like, wow, no. 
we are spectacular like we are so gorgeous and of course this challenge has you know triggered a lot of think pieces um that have been quite interesting and a lot of them have just literally rolled my eyes and like gone past um some people have said things like you know women are always complaining about being sexualized but here they are sexualizing themselves um and so that's not true they are being sexy they are being sexual um but the the big difference is consent you know and one is empowerment one is owning who you are one is being the woman the best version of yourself another one is literally being violated um and i don't know why we haven't really made this distinction in 2021 um there was also some discourse from the church um you know the church always has to chime in um there was there's been loads of like their versions where like they bring out a bible and say read it and i'm just like just you don't have to do the challenge nobody is forcing you leave them to express themselves they want to express themselves that way if you don't want to be sexual don't be sexual if you don't want to be sexy don't be sexy Lay and slay in your lane i don't know why we always have to do that thing where we do our own version just let them do their own you do your own do you understand um a lot of people have said you know people with like <laughs> boyfriends and and partners you know they're allowing their girlfriends and their wives to do do, 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 do. do you know what yeah you know what my partner said to me my partner just said don't embarrass me on the internet that was his concern he said as long as it's on beats if it's not on beats don't post it i still haven't done it because i'm just like you know it's not every challenge that you have to take part in but that was his own concern and i guess each couple is different i'm very blessed that i have a man um who is christian but i still allows me to express myself and that was one of my biggest things like i'm a sexy woman i'm a sexy christian woman um and i definitely couldn't have been with somebody that's like wear turtleneck cover your just be free um but i guess every relationship is different um and that's all i have for you guys in terms of what's trending i'm gonna go straight into chit chat with mo <laughs> I really wanted to talk about Mo Abudu and this whole situation with, I always forget her name, I think it's Ebore, Tobore, Tobore Ovori. So basically right now there's like a fight um, for the right to the amazing movie, Olotore movie, an adaptation of her journalistic work and some of her life story. Um, where she was trafficked whilst trying to investigate um, trigger warning um, sexual trafficking in Nigeria. Um, now, this whole thing has really been just exploding over the last few days. Um, there was a video of Tabori on various different platforms where she was talking about the fact that Ebony Life Films do not have the copyright to her story and they haven't um, credited her, you know, legally and they haven't given her appropriate compensation and she was asking for five um five million dollars as compensation due to the breach of copyright everything got scattered i lost quite a lot relationship gone health got into a mess you know what it means when you spend every of your savings to the last dime on therapy, on medication, on injections. Even when money no Um, now her video was very emotional, talking about the fact that it's her life's work and somebody somewhere has just come and stolen it. Um, Moabudu, um, media mogul, 
and my namesake, Media Mogu in Nigeria, um, founder of um, Ebony Life Films, various talk shows, productions. One of my inspirations, actually. She's doing really, really well. Um, she works with Netflix now um, and produces a lot of, like, short films and that kind of stuff. So, Olotore was one of the movies that she produced, she has produced recently, and it came out in 2020. did really, really well. And, you know, this lady has come out and said this is her story. She hasn't been compensated enough for what has happened and for the success that it has been. Um, now, Moa Badu now came out and made a video and basically um, came out with what I would call half receipts. Um, she basically spoke about um, the fact that, you know, they were friends, they had a good relationship, not friends before the movie, but they had a friendly rapport with one another. And even when Tobore's father died, she sent her some money, 100,000 to be specific. Um, and, you know, when initially they made the agreement, it was meant to be that, you know, Ebony Life Films was going to give Tobore 5% of all the proceedings from the cinema the cinema tour, the cinema screenings, and as you would have it, um, COVID happened, lockdown happened, there was no more cinema, cinema screening, um, and so they took it to Netflix, real quick transition, and um, basically she informed her that, okay, no more cinema or COVID, we're now taking it to Netflix, and apparently Mo said to her, you know, we're still going to pay you, we're still going to compensate you for your story. Um, and apparently when the next the Netflix um, screening came out, Tobori was nowhere to be found again. Apparently Mo was trying to contact her, couldn't contact her. Recently, Tobori started contacting our producers by WhatsApp and sending them horrid messages. To me, Tobori's demands have become threatening, blackmailing and extortionist in nature. And I do not respond to such methods. At this point, we decided that if she felt she had a legal case, it could be better dealt with through the proper legal channels. Now, as eloquent as I found Mo, it's not by eloquence um, that we decipher what's happened. I think legally, um, Ebony Life Films covered their back in terms of Premium Niger, where the original story was written. So apparently they obtained the copyright um, to the story and adapted it for the movie Oloture. And apparently even there was a private screening that was done for Tobore um, to see the movie. She approved it and everything. Now, they've covered their back legally, but I don't know, I smell a rat. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Like I said, it's not by eloquence. I think this is yet another situation where a young creative, they've pulled the wool over her eyes. They've done things legally um, because the person didn't know better. Um, so their backs are covered technically. But in terms of morally, I'm not sure whether this was done correctly. When things moved to Netflix, the contract should have changed directly to 5% of the Netflix proceedings as well, I believe. And also, the receipts that Moa Boudou brought out, I questioned them a lot because, yes, there are quotes on the video, but I would have really loved to see the actual the actual text messages, um, screenshots of what was the dialogue that was going on between them. So Bore came out and responded to this whole thing and said, basically, you know, they're lying, they're trying to pull the wool over your eyes, da 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 da. And I find it very interesting that neither of them have commented on the supposed money that Mo Budu was meant to give her after, in a sense of, was that ever received? I would like that clarified. I don't know why this wasn't 
more legal a whole netflix movie it shouldn't have been a take it should have been a okay five percent of what we get on netflix as well yeah i just think it was very interesting how the whole thing transpired and i think it's quite similar to the kiki modi and Oge situation whereby i feel like that was also very sensitive and also maybe the fact that you know kiki knew more than Oge in terms of the business maybe Oge was a bit naive she didn't know how to ask for what this thing was worth she didn't anticipate the success of the movie. Same, similarly with Tobore, maybe she didn't anticipate the success of what Olotore was going to be, which she have asked for even more than 5% at the time. I'm personally not judging this based on eloquence or who spoke better in which video. Um, I'm doing my best to base this on the facts. I would like some more facts established in terms of, okay, so you said you were going to pay her um, even though it didn't do the cinema run. So where was the money? Because even though Mo said she couldn't reach her, fair enough, but she still had um, her account details because if she had sent over 100K before for her father's burial, then she had those details enough to send over the money for, you know, the story compensating her, even if it wasn't the 5% of um, the Netflix deal. Although I really strongly feel like, you know, if due diligence was being done with this then there should have been a direct transfer or a change of contract to state that she would then get x percent amount of the netflix deal because you know surely that's integrity it seems like tobore is not backing down in terms of what's going to happen next um she's still taking things um very seriously and like very 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 legal um apparently at the time that this was all going on as well her lawyer advised her not to do any like press releases um so she wouldn't kind of be co-signing or handing things over by showing like a united front if that makes any sense apparently the producer or the director his name is kenneth something i'll put it right here he worked on the film with Mel Boudou and apparently he only knew about the, the movie from um two weeks prior shooting i'll actually read the ex excerpt from um what she said about this because apparently he was actually warned not to take it on based on where it came from yeah kenneth guyung Mabudu said that she's been harassing Kenneth Gayung and he's had to deal with daily and weekly harassment and apparently it's false. She says October 4th 2020 Kenneth Gayung confessed in the published premium time story that he became aware of the lottery story two weeks before the release of the film. A film director whom I had worked with on a 30 minutes documentary on the same story in 2016 told Kenneth the actual source of the story and warned him of the consequences. Now she wants the credits to be changed in terms of the open and end credits of the movie to be re-edited to be as follows. This film is largely based on events which happened to a Nigerian investigative journalist in a 2014 published investigative story and the end credit to be this film is an adaptation of the West Africa undercover inside of human trafficking mafia an investigative story by Tobori Ovori published by Zam magazine Neverland on 22nd of January 2014 and subsequently by Premium Times Nigeria. I personally respect Mabudu's work, love what she's done with Ebony Life Films and do I think the Ebony Life Films covered their backs um, legally? Yes. Do I think they acquired the rights for this legally? Absolutely. Do I feel like there was some sneaky mess going on in the background in terms of acquiring this and not paying the girl what this was worth. 
perhaps. I do think something else is going on underneath the surface um, that we're not kind of being let in on from both sides actually because like I said I would like to know what happened with the um, the last money that she said she was going to dash her just to say thank you. Why wasn't that sent? Was it sent? Um, I would like to see the actual receipts, not, you know, quotes from the from the alleged conversation. I would like to see the actual, actual receipts. Apparently, Tobori has been actually blocked by Moabudu on social media since last year as well, that all of this... Um, palaver has been going on you guys let me know what you think about this if it is the case that this work has been stolen i think it is important for tobori to keep fighting I mean, there's this phrase in, in yoruba um, where sometimes the rich they get away with things because they have money and they can pay um pay their way through some of the things that they some of the shady deals they do I, it would be really sad to find out if that was the case in the situation i do think that due diligence needs to be done to this case um so it's not always you know the rich winning based on their rich and eloquence of speech because so many so people were just impressed based on the fact that she could speak english well <laughs> but it's like what are the facts you know let's not get carried away now um what do you guys think of this do you feel like Budu and the ebony life films crew acquired all the rights to this movie um and did their due diligence in terms of legal activity um legal obtaining of the copyrights to the olotore story which was you know tobore's original investigation do you feel like they've actually pulled the wool over Tobore the journalist's um, eyes and stolen her work do you think that this is more of a thing of sentiment um, versus legalities of things or do you feel like Tobore herself was being naive and wasn't smart enough to demand something better from the deal and so got burnt and that's all I really have for you guys in terms of chit chat with Mo, the first chit chat with Mo. Um, do make sure you like if you liked it, share with your friends and also subscribe to this channel for more. Until next time guys, peace and love, peace and chunks. I'm now going to go over um, to give you guys a life update. So that's a more intimate chit chat with Mo.